Beloved, dear listener, dear child of God. How many of you by show of hand would say I need the favor of God or the grace of God? Imagine how easy your life would be to live a life full of the favor and grace of God. Here is how the American Heritage Dictionary of the English Language 5th edition defines favor, one friendly or favorable regard. Two approval or support. Three a state of being held in such regard. Four a privilege or concession. Five advantage or benefit. Six to speed up or otherwise increase the success of. Seven to treat with care, be gentle with. So now you are asking yourself but prophet how do we obtain or get the favor of God? Well that is what we are going to address today. But, before we start, I would like you to take a pen and paper, a pencil, a journal, or any writing material so that you can follow along and take notes as we move into the supernatural. Beloved. There must come a time in life when we must obey God's word even when it does not make sense. For the natural man the things of God are foolishness. For instance you may be asking yourself how do you forgive your enemy? How do you go beyond the evil that is on full display in the world? The Bible says that Jesus knew who would betray him. However, that did not prevent Jesus from accomplishing his ministry here on earth. Knowing that there is evil in the world is not an excuse. The same way Jesus apprehended the work of the devil through his disciples is the same way we must apprehend the work of the devil on people we deal with on a daily basis. We must ask ourselves questions like, under what influence did such and such do this or that? What is their natural inclination? Are they born again and need direction or counseling? Or are they lost and have no hope and are tools in the hand of the devil? We must discern which spirit is behind their actions and not jump to conclusions. Likewise, there are principalities and territorial demons that control not just one person but a group of individuals. It is therefore necessary to apply wisdom and ask God to reveal the intentions and motives behind every action. Point number one. When I show mercy or compassion to others I make evident or display a trait of God in me. Beloved, when something that does not make sense occurs, we should not be quick to judge. God may use any foolish thing to slow us down in order to reshape our life. Here is what the Bible says in the book of Exodus 25 verse 16 to 17, And thou shalt put into the ark the testimony which I shall give thee. And thou shalt make a mercy seat of pure gold, two cubits and a half shall be the length thereof, and a cubit and a half the breadth thereof. Beloved, the Ark of the Covenant of God had a covering made out of pure gold, and the blood of sacrifice was sprinkled on it on the great day of atonement, intercepted as it were the condemnation and effected reconciliation between God and his people. Beloved, if the Ark of the Covenant had a mercy seat, it means that the mercy of God towards his children is paramount. So likewise we must have this quality or trait of loving-kindness, beneficence, mercy, pity, compassion, and forgiveness towards our perceived enemies or adversaries, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against powers of darkness. The people who do evil are in bondage. They are held captive by the powers of darkness and they need deliverance. They receive their instructions of mischief and evil from the devil. As for us we receive instructions of peace, love, loving-kindness, goodwill, mercy towards them from Jesus Christ who is our Lord and example to follow. 
This is an essential quality of God. This character trait of mercy attracts the favor of God upon one's life more than anything else. Here is what the Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 10 verse 1 to 6. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band, a devout man, and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people, and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day an angel of God coming into him, and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid, and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa, and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter, he lodgeth with one Simon a tanner, whose house is by the seaside, he shall tell thee what thou ought to do. So this clearly shows that heaven is aware of every acts of kindness especially when they relate to the children of God. Point number two. When I know the truth I am set free. Here is what the Bible says in the book of John 8 verse 32 to 34, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man, how sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. Beloved we must own our mistakes. If we unintentionally grieve a person without knowing, we must be quick to acknowledge our mistakes and seek understanding. We must learn to meditate on the word of God to discern between what is good and evil. We must be sensitive, because there are many people that are hurting in this world, that are going through tough times. We need to be sensitive. We need to sympathize by showing the love of God. Point number three. When I show mercy and forgiveness, I make evident or display the love of God. Beloved, Jesus Christ who is our Lord and Savior, while on the cross, he gave us an example to follow. He forgave those who put him on the cross. So we have no excuse. Forgiveness is a prerequisite for a full abundant life. A fulfilled Christian life. A healthy life. A life full of the glory of God. A supernatural life. Beloved, let's recap. Point number one. When I show mercy or compassion to others, I make evident or display a trait of God in me, which is a prerequisite for reconciliation between God and man. Point number two. When I know the truth, I am set free. Because I walk in the will of God, I allow the favor of God to locate me. Point number three. When I show mercy and forgiveness, I make evident or display a trait or character of God, which attracts the mercy and favor of God. Beloved, as we come to the end of this sermon, this prophetic message. Based on this new information you have gathered, what will you be doing differently, to walk in the will of God, to attract the favor and mercy of God in your life? Before closing this session, I would like to ask you. If you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ yet and you want God to change your life, pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Thy word says, Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I am calling on you. I pray and ask Jesus to come into my heart and be Lord and Savior of my life. 
I am now born again. I am a child of God. I am saved. Thank you Jesus. Amen. May God bless his word in the midst of our heart.